welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, back with you back for another episode of Roach Coach, creating this new metal canon one album at a time. This week, it's exciting. It's so exciting. Because we're talking about a band that I've been trying to get back on this show for years. We're talking about Dope. We're talking about their album, Life. Life. And there was only one man that we could get to come on. You may know him from Rockin' Faces in American Standards. It's Brandon Kellum. Yes! What's up, guys? Long time (laughs) listener, first time guest. Uh, Brandon, happy to have you on the show. Before we started recording, you were telling us that our show is your is your pool soundtrack, and we are honored to be our our dulcet tones wafting over your pool. Every Love Sunday, you. I'm out there, I'm scrubbing that pool, and I'm blasting the Roach Coach. And my neighbors uh, are thinking, what what is this guy listening to? <laughs> Roach Coach, baby, Roach Coach. That's it. Uh, love it. Brandon, thank you so much for coming on to talk about Dope with us. Real quick, I know you said you don't want to dwell on this, but we got to talk about this. Your band, American Standards, you got two hot new singles out and i am not exaggerating when i say hot okay you boys are ripping it up you are i just say it, you're a certified screamer sir you're making me blush here man appreciate that certified just screamer. put out yeah just put out the new ep dopamine dealer so there you Which, go ironic dopamine dealer we're talking about dope today i didn't even think of the tie until right look, now look at that look at that um coincidence i think not i don't think I don't so, think so. I don't think so. And uh, I got to say, just you guys have been doing this band now for 12 years. 12 years, man. I I got into this thinking it was going to be like, all right, this is going to be another fun year. And 12 years later, here I am still screaming at kids. There you go. (laughs) And uh, I just got to say, like, um, with all the screaming that you do, how does that affect your vocal cords on on, on a life basis? Do you have to do anything to them? Do you ever worry? I've heard about people developing nodules and stuff from all the screaming they do. What have, what have you found? What do you do? So I don't want to break the illusion of the big rock star persona here, but uh, mm-hmm. normally I, I do the shows on the weekends and I go back to my nine to five job on the weekdays. So sometimes I come in on Monday morning and I sound like I've been smoking, you know, 40 packs a day for the last 10 years or longer, you know, I sound kind of like that Tom Waits grits in my voice and yeah. and everybody on the, <laughs> on the calls are thinking, what's wrong with Brandon today? <laughs> Which after the pandemic is like a completely different look, right? When you come back and you sound sick on the, on a Monday. Oh, everyone's like, uh oh, and you're like, no, 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 don't worry. I was just in a small room with a ton of kids screaming in each other's faces. Don't worry, I don't have COVID. Yeah, I know I've got a tie on today, but I'm in a metal band, you know, yeah. not a sellout at all. I promise. <laughs> but I do uh, have to put food on my family. You gotta put. You gotta put food. On you gotta your put family. that food on the family. The food goes on the family. food on family first that's the rule around these first (laughs) yeah so anyone who has not listened shame on you check out these new songs um i gotta tell you yeah uh the tourist uh the vagrant the just true rippers you boys came back and you came back fucking hard um and uh you know i mean i know you guys stay i mean are you able to travel out i mean you tend tend to stay pretty local to the phoenix arizona phoenix uh western part of the did you ever travel out near our neck of the woods on the east coast at all absolutely yeah now we've done i think uh we just hit our 600th show right before the pandemic so uh we've done quite a bit of tours over the years but the thing is is as we're getting older it's come a little more sparse so when, when we go now we go out for like two weeks at a time so yeah. we did uh one couple months ago it was built around a festival in salt lake we did you know 10 days around that um it just really depends man we've got i think one one or two more tours in us this year 
Uh, hopefully we make it out your way. I think it's the machine shop. The machine shop's where you guys go, right? That's, that's the one. That's the one, baby. All right, I'll let you guys know when we're in the area. Hell oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, let's talk about it. The album of the week. It's dope. Their album, Life. This uh, this album, you know, I should have, and I'm sorry, I still have Razor Light up from the last episode we did. This is um, unprofessional garbage. Um, I am sorry. I am sorry. <laughs> As I'm gonna, I just disconnected immediately. <laughs> I I will I will delete this part. I've got it in my notes right here. <laughs> All right. Oh, th- perfect. Brandon, when did this album come out? This album came out November sixth, two thousand one. But if you pull it up on Spotify, it says December sixth. I had to double check to make sure I wasn't wrong. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. 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 That means, unfortunately, Life by Dope is a come down record. It is indeed a come down record. We'll I've start never with realized yeah. until this moment yeah. that the towers coming down and come down record. Uh, <laughs> I've never I've Matt, never tied that soon. together in my brain. I have never put that together either. Oh no. No, no. Oh, no. Cancel Roach Coach. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> oh boy. It's not going to be hard. <laughs> All right. Well, we had a good run. Um we will uh Brandon, we'll start with you. Do you have any history with this album or with Dope? I am not a dope head sadly. When you sent me this list and you said, <laughs> well, "Here's a couple bands we can do." I said, "I've never listened to any of these." But like Dope felt somewhat familiar. I saw that Die MF or Die. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I knew I'd heard that song before. I, at least I'd heard that phrase before, which kind of felt, you know, weird. Um, <laughs> but outside of that, like, dope. I knew they were on a Scream 3 soundtrack. It wasn't from this album, but I knew they were on that soundtrack because they absolutely had a Scream 3 soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the Vince McMahon theme song from WWF. Uh, that's my history with dope. This album, really nothing. I mean, they to me, in my mind, I always got them, like, kind of confused with uh static x and murder dolls like it seemed like i couldn't tell you the difference between any three of those bands yeah so for uh, me when i was doing my research to sort of refamiliarize myself with the whole dope history it, it appears that yeah they were very uh they were tied very tightly with both of those bands as well as marilyn manson and it sounded like they did a lot of work to basically build up their career with those various connections um they used to uh, tell people around town, Zimzum from Manson is producing our album, even though he wasn't. They, he just said, go ahead and say that I am, just to see what you guys can do. And uh, apparently, uh, lead singer Edsel Dope, who we'll get to, um, was uh, a close personal friend of Daisy Berkowitz from Marilyn Manson. So yeah, Matt, you know, a lot of time has passed since the last time we did Dope in the show. Absolutely. And so I know in that time, you have definitely become a fiend, become a fiend, become a dope fiend. That has to be what the fans of dope are called, right? A dope fiend. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, I mean, what, what, how are your feelings about dope today in the year 2023? Well, in 2023, it's kind of hard to context life by dope because of the static X Edsel dope is zero but he's not zero 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 and wayne static is wayne static and we've talked about it plenty but it's kind of something now that knowing it exists i feel does impact whether you want it to or not earlier work not in a positive or negative way but it's just kind of like oh yeah that's the guy who's also zero in the touring static x it's very true very true i mean well he's a guy i mean if you go through 
this is uh, Edsel Dope is a hustler. He's a guy who's getting things done. He's managing bands. He's managing his Talk own band. Talk about putting food on your family. This guy, pff, let me tell you, I got to believe that if you're in Edsel Dope's family, if you're part of the Dope family, you got food you piled high. You got your neck in waffles. Oh, yeah. So much food. So, so much food. So much food. An embarrassment of riches. Yeah. So this record, yeah, was the follow-up to their debut, Felons and Revolutionaries. Uh, I'll just read a little bit from the wiki here, which... I don't know. You know, sometimes you get these wikis and you're like, I know that this was written by the band. I had that feeling immediately reading this wiki. (laughs) But this feels like he was somebody like went up to him and said, you've got to you've got to put some cushions in. You've got to put some things in so people don't think you wrote it. (laughs) Um, So this uh, this line here, after the relative success of their debut album. Dope decided to record a follow-up entitled Life. And I love that tone. They decided. Like, it's just sort of like they were sitting around one day all looking at one another. And they were like, should we, should we, Virus, virus should we record another album? I mean, we probably. We should. Seems like a good idea. Oh, seems like a good idea. I mean, I imagine Brandon, when you guys uh, in American Sanders all get together, you all just sort of like just sit around in a room sometimes, look at each other, and then somebody will be like, "We should record." What do you do as a band? <laughs> Maybe we should all decide to record an album. Yeah, let's just do it. Why not? It'll be fun. I got. I love to believe the idea that they all like it'll be fun. It was gonna be a fun time. But now, in order to record this, several band cha- changes had taken place. Previous member Trip Eisen was fired from the group, and he joined Static X. So and can I in- quick say yeah. on that? Yeah, I this whole time I thought that they were so closely tied to Static X because I thought Trip had been in the band and was still in the band. The fact that he was out by like that first album, or I guess this album, I had no clue. I just thought he was always the primary writer in this band. Yeah, this was this was a surprise. So the um, I guess we'll just run down. Uh, according to the wiki, who's in the band, we've got Edsel Dope. He's on lead vocals, additional guitar, bass programming, producer, recording, engineering, digital editing, layout design, design, and artwork. Edsel is taking every credit he can. Yeah. Give Man. me points on this record. <laughs> Give it to me. Simon Dope, Edsel's brother, on keyboard, samplers, percussion, additional engineering. AC Slade, rhythm guitar, backing vocals, additional engineering. Sloan Mosey Gentry on bass, Racky Sketchy Shea on drums, and Virus on lead guitar and backing vocals. Um, Long-time listeners of the show will know that Virus was also the guitarist in David Draymond's side project, Device. What? Oh, yeah. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. I I wonder, in all of those interview questions with Draymond, what he said about him, like... You know, I took a look at uh, the world and the earth, and I put my hand in the water. And when I brought it up, I felt. I felt like he was the right one. He was. He was. And then Virus is like, yeah, I was ready to rock. <laughs> That's The, <laughs> the water dripped off my hand, and I was like, we need the virus. <laughs> we need the virus. <laughs> um, so that's, that's a pretty full cast of characters there. Because you're talking, I'm counting three guys playing some level of guitar. Um, so yeah, you got a lot of guys, three guys playing some level of, guitar. some level of guitar, top strings. of the neck, so middle of strings. the neck. Uh, and so, um, yeah, so with this, uh, with this album, um, according to the wiki, 
All tracks written by Edsel, except where noted. And it looks like he got some help on some songs by from AC, uh, from Virus. Uh, Trip Eisen still has some songwriting credits on here, so he must have been removed from the group while they were recording. Producer on this record, obviously Edsel Dope. Also, a name we know well, Josh Abraham uh, producing on this. You may remember Josh. He produced a little album called Break the Cycle. He also produced Limp Bizkit, Chocolate Starfish. Josh's uh, resume is uh, just here. Pink, 30 Seconds to Mars, Kelly Clarkson, Shakira Weezer, Linkin Park, Velvet Revolver, Carly Rae Jepsen, Adam Lambert, Alkaline Trio, and Slayer. He's done it all. He's done it all. Those are some credits. Those are some credits. You know, I, Matt, do you remember? I mean, we've done 300 plus episodes of the show. Do you remember what type of producer we've always kind of thought Josh Abraham to be? I always felt like he was shinier, like a, mm-hmm. his production is a little shiny. Yeah, a little more in that, like he's gonna he's gonna soften the edges a little bit. Edges will be there, but like, hey, you got a sound, and if if we can just round some of these edges off, I think we got we're gonna have a rocket ship here. Yeah, <laughs> this is real Josh Abraham. <laughs> That's yeah, Edsel Dope coming here, man. Yeah. Look, I've seen mm-hmm. I've seen you. I'm looking at you. Yeah. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. looking at a rock star right oh, now. Oh, mm, thank you. Okay, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You've got 70 credits on this record. Yeah, I know. I got it right I, here I, in front of yeah. you. Uh huh. I only need one. That's oh. producer. All right. Here's the deal. All right. You know, I got that produce that one credit by being real fucking good at what I do. So. Gotta round those edges. All right, we're gonna round them, baby. We're gonna round them the whole gonna, time. Every bleep and bloop will be there. I promise you. Oh, thank you. Because I know your brother's in the band on a keyboard, and you got yeah. three guys all at different stations of the guitar <laughs> doing something. Uh, but I'm telling you right now, Edsel, you ride with me. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's going to prohibit this album from selling is like a catastrophic event in the United States that will make people not want heavy music for a while. Promise you. I'm sorry. I didn't get any of that because my dreads were just all in my ears. (laughs) Can you just say that all again? Um, Nope. (laughs) So I have a physical copy of this album here. I don't have a price listed on it, and I apologize to everyone who loves to hear the prices, but I can tell you it was not a new purchase. It was a big thrift. And we have some pictures of the band here, and I want to talk about this specific photo right here. And I don't know if you found this one, Brandon, in your... Uh, that photo is iconic. That's the only photo I know of dope. Okay. I am so baffled by this decision. This is uh, Edsel Dope sitting on a chair backwards. Oh, like a cool guy. So, yeah, really yeah, cool. Hip. Very, very cool. <laughs> he is surrounded by five other men who are all looking at him, and they look mad. And Edsel has his hands up as if to say, guys, 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 don't be mad at me. When I stumbled across this photo, I was like, what are you trying to tell me with this photo? Because it looks to me like he was trying to do Scared Straight, and the class rebelled against him. They were like, you think you think you can tell us scary? We're going to show you scary, old man. But I got to say, the dread level in this band this might be the most off the charts dread level we've ever seen because it doesn't matter if you have a shaved head you've also got dreads everyone's got dreads everyone's got dreads of varying lengths and i'll just say these guys look like trouble one guy's wearing a shirt that says know your enemy 
one guy whose head is uh, whose shirt is blocked mostly by Edsel's head, but I can tell he's wearing like a country strong, southern strong Confederate flag shirt. Okay. And another guy's wearing a Slayer shirt. You know, little known fact, this mm-hmm. is actually a photo of the conversation when Edsel decided to take all the album credits. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, come on, guys. Uh, I'll make you. This is how big my cut is. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a pretty big cut. Yeah, when he's got his hands up there. The other I, thing, I did not yeah. know this picture. Mm-hmm. Brandon, when you said, oh, this is like the most iconic dope photo. I was like, okay, I think I've seen it. And once it popped up on my screen, I was like, that one. Yeah, I've seen it. The only dope photo, I think. I did not know that that's dope. And I know I've seen that photo. These liner notes do have um, some pretty good, by pretty good, I mean pretty bad, but fun, like weird art. So we have this like, I guess this is supposed to be like a wannabe Iron Maiden knockoff guy with an American flag behind him screaming in over on top of a burning car with a bunch of faceless hooded guys behind him putting their fists in the air with an inscription below it that says life is dedicated to will gibson he made all of our lives better we miss him dearly it was too short so this album is dedicated on the very next page is what looks to be uh, a man with dreads but he's also like a skeleton body in that like his torso is a skull and he's doing something with his hands but they're censored it's censored so i don't know if he's like doing the middle finger or he's got guns or he has a giant dildos like i don't know something got censored and then above that photo faded it says just believe in yourself so i mean the messages in these liner notes are all over the place <laughs> i will say not incredibly cohesive here so no far. not at all um we have this picture of the band here uh in the liner notes where which is uh on basically under the lyrics but it makes it so you cannot read these lyrics at all so if you were following along at home and you got to this page you'd be like man i don't know i can't read a thing other things in these liner notes we have a sad looking woman drawing holding a cat don't know what that has to do with anything i listened to this album three times and then this one which is apparently so this is a cartoon of edsel dope sitting on the edge of a bed holding his head and crying so showing a little bit a vulnerability here. I mean, Did Edsel take artwork credit on this uh, design. Uh, you know, well, yeah, he's he's credited as design. So, okay. um, yeah, it sounds to me. Let me see if there's any. I can go through this and just see uh, layout and design by Edsel Dope and Sarah Bowers for Modco Creative. And the art detector, uh, art direction, uh, Modco Creative cover inspired by Lori Jensen. Artwork by Ron Ram- Ransom at Artery Inc. Oh, he's got a bunch of different people. Dink of Mercury Media, Darcy Watt, Darcy Voorhees, Jenny Dots, Edsel Dope, Darren Moore, and Oz Mud. In my head, they all took a page. They None of them talked about it. They all just said, take a page, do whatever you want for the art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. And near the end, we've got this drawing of the sun. It says another day goes by. So I don't know if this is somebody's kid or something. Like, I don't know what's going on. It was, uh, but yeah, all these shots, anytime there's some, yeah, there's a, I don't even think this one I can show you guys over the stream yard, but there's like a creepy guy here and his hands are censored. I don't know why. We're just censoring hands all over the place. Little censors all over the place. And it's their liner notes, so I don't know if – I don't know. I don't understand. Oh, oh, this one also here, uh, we've got uh, what looks to be the General Lee, a drawing of the General Lee with a couple of uh, – I think these are supposed to be hotties drawn on it. What Although is they, going on in this yeah, artwork? This artwork is all 
all over the place, but I wouldn't expect anything less from our boys in dope. Um, uh, I'm going to let you have all the edges you want uh in this artwork for your album. But again, these songs, I'm just going to round the edges out. (laughs) Listen, as long as I can draw whatever I want, but if you censor any of the hands of anything I draw... Well, I still will put it out. I gotta put it. I gotta put it. I gotta put it in my family. family. Yeah, uh, genre tags for this album: new metal and undu- industrial metal. Um, this album was Dope's last on Epic Flip, as the band severed ties over what they felt was Epic Records' lack of promotion. They decided to make an album with somebody else after. Hmm. Mm. That's right. They were like, you know what? Forget this. We're out of here. Um, so yeah, and, uh, Edsel is the remaining, well, actually I was going to say Edsel's the last remaining member from the original lineup, but virus has stayed consistent. I went through the whole rest of the discography virus. He's there. He's always there. Uh, at a certain point, Simon dope did leave the band. And, uh, and it's funny is that I saw like his brother's name was Simon dope. And I assumed then that for some reason that must mean that maybe dope is actually their last name, but no, Edsel dope's real name is Brian Abijur. Okay. So okay. there you go. Little info there. You can't um, get rid of the virus. Virus yeah, Never get no, rid of that virus. No. Now virus's real name? Virus. I refuse to believe it's anything else. No, nope, I just saw it. It's something else and I don't I don't believe it. Virus is his name. So we've talked about that. We talked about the album art. I think we're ready to dive into this thing. Let's, Let's do dive it. In. All right, Matt, what we got first? The first song on the album is Take Your Best Shot. Lauren, are you taking your best shot? <laughs> Matt, it's the only way I know how to do it. Blow I them have away. Blow, Blow them, them away. away. So I was driving around listening to this album. And when this came on, I was like, okay, we're uh, this is about kicking ass. This song, don't get in my way. I'm kicking ass. Then I sit down to the notes. I dive into these lyrics. This song, as far as I can tell, is about doing really good at just like any activity that you want to do a talent show or a, like a craft or whatever this is this song is just about doing a good job but it doesn't matter if you do a bad job as long as you take your best shot but it's sung in the tone of like i'm gonna fuck this place up but the the lyrical content is entirely just do good your mom could have written these lyrics just take your best shot buddy i believe in you add a boy this is add a boy meddled up it's amazing. I I liked this song the first time I heard it, and then when I realized that it was basically just like, 
when you go out there, it doesn't matter if you don't know the choreography. I believe that you're going to crush this version of Bye 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 at your fifth grade talent show. And I believe in you. And it's like, thank you. Thank you, Dad Edsel. And then you walk on out and you do it. Except when Edsel tells you it, he's like, go out there. Take a shot. Loved it. I thought it was great. Hot open. Brandon. Surprisingly motivational because... <laughs> When you hear a band name like Dope, like I want to in my head think there's like this deeper meaning, right? Mm -hmm. And then I go over to the wiki and there's like some interview quotes and everything where he's like, now nah, we all just used to sell dope and all, all our t-shirts had like needles on them and stuff. So I went in with lyrical expectations low and was not expecting this motivational, like knock it out at the talent show, son. So it was, it was great. It was a, it was a hot open. It was a clean mix. It's heavy, way less static X than I expected. Cause like I'm going in thinking this is just going to be a clone of static X from what I had in my head from 20 years ago, but it was a, yeah, it was a hot open. Matt. Buddy. Are those edges rounded out? <laughs> they might be a little rounded out, Matt, but at the same time, you heard that vocal. He doesn't say, take your best shot. He says, Take your best shot. When I hear this, yeah, yeah, casual like this is playing somewhere, and I'm walking by, and out of the record store is take your best shot, and I hear it, and I hear kind of like the guitars. I might stop for a second and go, "Is this the new ministry? What's going on here? What's what is this?" Definitely has a, an industrial metal flavor to it. I liked it. Edsel's voice is a little more like his standard vocal. Not the not the scream vocals. Great scream. Mm -hmm. Great shot. Great shot. He mm -hmm. took a shot. He took, took a shot. shot. Took that shot. He took that shot. His regular voice, there is a there's a kind of a tone to it. It's a little sassy. Well, well, I'm a fucking troublemaker, man. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Matt, I'm, I'm he's a taking, bad little boy. He's taking all the points on this record. So yeah, you've seen that photo. That photo. That band. That band. Like, listen, I want Keep you to take a band away photo. From me, my dick is this big. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, when you look at that band photo, it's like this made this decision. Like, we could do a band photo where we're like this united front. We're dope. We're the dope family. Whatever they want to do. And instead, it's like, why don't we do a photo where everyone's mad at me? Like, everyone okay. looks like they want to. Here's kill the me. deal. I'm gonna sit real fucking cool in a chair and then you guys are gonna look at me like it's time to murder me <laughs> can't you at least turn the chair just the right way nah it's nah, gotta be backwards baby. no way no way. no way when you gotta sit cool you gotta sit cool i don't think i don't think Edsel Dose ever sat normal in a chair ever ah, i don't think no. ever mm -mm. he's like even the corporate job he's sitting into the chair sitting backwards <laughs> spinning that chair he walks in he spins it around he's like hey you know what I'm doing. Taking my best shot. Taking my best shot. He's putting his legs through the armrest, even when it's not comfortable. <laughs> but then the thing that's Honestly, awkward. He's like, guys, can somebody help me out? Oh, yeah. Well, at the end of the meeting, he's like, he's got to wait for everyone to leave because he basically has to just fall out of the chair because there's no other he's way to get out of it. it. To the ground. So he's just, just like, Edsel, are you leaving? He's like, oh, I, got a, I got a couple things I got to figure out in this folder. I'll be right behind you guys. Everyone leaves, door shuts. He's like, all right. <laughs> Thump. <laughs> you gotta take your best shot ah! to get out of that chair uh guys i know we are going to be thrilled to learn this song was alive with the sound of comments for this album 
was it 34 no no i'm sorry this album this song had six comments um there is a song coming up that does have 34 i took a couple of my favorites i don't know if you did you get a chance to dive in at all brandon to song meanings i i did not dive into the song meanings but i am eager to hear them all right so we got a comment here from earl 81 who said i think this song says that you have to do your best and not let people say you can't do shit but i don't know i didn't write it The Cactus, F and Chris, who we're going to hear from a lot this episode, said, don't let a single person stand in your way. If you want something in life, you have to get off your ass and work for it. Give achieving your dream all you have, your best shot. And no matter what, in the end, you won't have failed yourself. And and, uh, Harper217 said, very well spoken. Nothing is free in this life. If you want it bad enough, you got to work for it. And what I got coming out of this comment section is uh, just a, a reminder that no one wants to work anymore. Mm. <laughs> People don't want to work. But this song is all about doing that work. I feel like everybody in this comment section went to a, a thesaurus and just found out what's another phrase for take your best shot. And they just <laughs> repeated it. <laughs> yeah. uh, that is entirely possible as well. That is entirely possible as well. I think we're ready for the next one, which I believe was the it was the first single from the album. Now? Or never. Josh, it's 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 Edsel. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, you know, I just heard the mix uh, now or never. Oh, um, so good! That song is polished. Yeah, I was gonna say I, you really you really rounded you really rounded there, buddy. Yeah, you really rounded. I mean, you sound like a bad little boy. <laughs> you sound like a real rascal. Uh, yeah, I was gonna kind of talk about you. <laughs> I just I wanted to just say to you real quick, Josh. I don't know if you've seen me. I have dreads down to my ass. Yeah, my but you're a bad little boy. Tattooed. You're like the ACDC guy. <laughs> I, I'm going for a little. All right, we'll, we'll have. We'll yeah, have the I don't know the name of the ACDC guy. I am a producer. That's listen in the industry. They all call him the ACDC guy, and we all know what they mean. Mr. DC. Mr. DC. Um, you know, this one I wrote in my notes, this is very poppy. This is very clean. This vocal is not even new. It's like emo alt, like very alt, very alt. We are rocking, but I mean, right away, smooth, smooth, smooth for the single though. They were like, you know, which, which, uh, according to Wikipedia dropped September 17th, 2001. And I know on September 17, 2001, everyone was like, 
can I hear that new dope song? It better be smooth. Better be smooth because I'm going through it. Brandon, how'd you feel about Now or Never? I got to come in with a question. Is, is this song butt rock adjacent? Because I'm not in the bathroom, but I might have walked by and I got a whip of butt there. <laughs> yeah, I think you did. I think you did. I think when he smoothed it out so much, he smoothed it out so much that, yeah, crack became visible. You know, <laughs> there may have been some pant there and they just smoothed it away. Um, yeah, I would definitely say this is uh, definitely butt rock adjacent. I want to go straight to songmeanings.com because we've got this is this is I think not just a Matt favorite I think everybody who listens to the show loves this type of comment. It's from Tracy and Tracy. it says no comments on this song. <laughs> no comment comment. Great stuff. I'm thinking the song might be the narrator knowing that his girlfriend wants to break up with him and she has to do it now or never because but the lyric, you're waiting to hold my hand, doesn't really fit with that. So I was thinking perhaps the narrator knows that girl wants to date him or, quote, ask him out, and she needs to do that now or never. Je ne sais pas. What do you guys think? And um, I like the idea of Edsel what Dope. What the hell happened at the end of that? I don't know. I don't know. Je ne sais pas. Je ne sais Your pas. thoughts? Your thoughts? I just like the idea of Edsel Dope at this point in his life you know, meeting a woman and being like, Simon virus. Um, I really want to ask this girl out. What do you guys think? (laughs) I feel like that the using ask a girl out in this this scenario, just feels like he's going to have one of those, uh, paper things where it's like pick red or blue red. Do you like me? Yes or no. (laughs) Like, like he's a grown man. He's a grown man. With dreads down to his ass. So, yeah. And uh, and then I like this. Uh, this is a little back and forth here. I love a little back and forth. Emil Stone said, I don't care what this song means. It's one of my all-time favorites. And then Penix, or Penix, however you want to pronounce it, says, maybe you should, dick. I love the song, too, but there might be actual meaning behind that good shit. It's like, wow, this person came here for a meaning, saw someone saying they didn't care, and they were fucking pissed. That's a that's an interesting alteration on the, excuse me, the website is song meanings. What are you here for? <laughs> yeah, what are you here for? Don't tell me you don't care what it means. Read the room. Read, read the, the room. Read the room. No comments on this? No comments on this? No comments? I believe this is songmeanings.com. <laughs> oh, man alive. Obviously, this is an allusion to Milton's... <laughs> <laughs> You're right, obviously, obviously. There is a music video for this song. The only music video I could find for this album. It is the band performing on a giant star. And they're surrounded by a glass cage of sorts that is separating them from the enthusiastic audience of hotties, both male and female. Mm. But at one point, they break through the glass, and I'm like, oh, what's going to happen? They just get closer. As like, hotties do. As how you, but that, I was like, why did you have the glass? You break the glass very dramatically, and then everyone just gets better seats. Like I'm like, and there was no one in those. They weren't. There was there was no one in that main general access area, the pit area, if you will. They just had this glass there, and I was like, 
Why did you have like like you I know thought how maybe... much those seats cost on Ticketmaster after fees? Good point. Jesus. You got to be point. behind the glass, man. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But everyone breaks through, and I thought maybe they were gonna like storm the stage. There'd be some sort of interaction. No, they just get closer. They just get better seats. And there's no security at this show, by the way. No one like comes out and it's like, oh, stop. There's broken glass. Hold on. Let me see you your know. tickets. Do you belong exactly. in this section? Exactly. I mean, let me tell you, I had pit ticket once. Pit tickets once to Queens of the Stone Age, Nine Inch Nails, and we were going down and, and my buddy was like you know what i think we could just run down this aisle and just hop over like we don't need to go through the entrance and i was like sure sounds good to me so we ran down this thing and hopped over and we got swarmed i don't know where these guys were they just came out of nowhere and they're like what the what are you doing what are you fuckers doing we're like we have tickets we have tickets we have wristbands and they were like all right don't ever do that again but there was nothing like that at the now or never performance on the giant star there are random shots of hotties who are painted gold at numerous points in the video tons of dread action if you love dreads if you love dreads dope is your band and this Mm -hmm. music video will it will save you you will get your dread fill um all the dreads there's lots of synchronized jumping lots of synchronized jumping with matrix type of like stopping so like they're jumping and then they'll freeze in the air and then they'll land in unison the amount of jumping that is done in this video and then knowing a little bit about you know, making a music video, making film, whatever, is that you got to do these a bunch of times to match shots and stuff like that. These guys probably spent eight hours jumping. Those knees, man. Those knees got to be feeling that. Sponsored yeah. by Icy Hot. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Tiger absolutely. Balm, Icy Hot. Absolutely. I'll take what you got. Yeah, Brandon, when you're performing live, are you are you a jumper? Do you have moves that you do? Are you what what's your what's your general stage moves? My knees are wrecked. Oh. Absolutely wrecked. Okay. So uh, you know, nearing my forties now, but feel like I'm in my sixties. Wow. Mm. Okay. So you're you're kinda like that scene so in now the that, now it's a lot of pointing. There's this like there's a some type of graph that shows like your level of talent and then your level of having to try. And my level of having to try is way up there because the talent's way down here, you know? So oh, these knees on. are wrecked, baby. Uh, I was going to say, is, was it when you go to the doctor, is it like that scene in Dark Knight Rises when uh, Bruce Wayne goes and the guy's like, yeah, you've got no cartilage left in his knees? <laughs> it's a little like that. That's why I don't go to the doctor to check. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I just hang with that ACDC guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, I do want to mention, though, that Everyone is rocking in this video, but it also looks like they're having a really good time. Like, no one's straight out, like, smiling. They're not smiling. They're dope, you know? But it, the vibe is we had a good time making this. We had a fun time. The audience is enthusiastic. I It, it isn't real dope fans. I'll say that much because there's no way that everybody who listens to dope is this gorgeous. But, um, but everybody there seems excited to be there, and I would say that the extras they hired to be fans – do a little better of a job than I'd say any of the extras have ever hired for like a cold video who I like don't believe at all. But here everyone's seen, but I have to feel it. Listen, Edsel Dope, showman. You know between takes he was warming them folks up. You know, he was getting them hyped. So uh, so this one, honestly, fun video. Had a lot of fun uh, watching this one. Okay, up next, we got nothing, parentheses, why? Things you couldn't 
Listen, to your left, you're going to see a cheek. To your right, you will also see a cheek because you're in Buttsburg. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, How much dope you doing in Buttsburg? Matt, there's a lot of cheek, a lot of space. You know, I I did listen to this in my car, but in a rare moment, doesn't happen to me too often because where I live in this small town, we don't have a lot of traffic, but I was... Driving back from Indianapolis, and I got stuck in traffic, and I listened to about half of this album just like, car, not moving. And I got to reflect on this a little bit more, and I was like, wow, these guys really were really thinking about, we got to broaden our audience, we've got to hit the cheap seats, we've got to, we're going to go a little more butt. And it's funny, is they're ahead of the curve as far as the butt intro because we're still t- i mean this rec- album was recorded i assume like the summer of 2001 it sounds to me with something like this the josh abraham rolled up and he's like i'm gonna smooth this boy out i'm gonna smooth it so much and edsel's like let's do it family gotta put food on it brandon how you feel about this one this took me to like the vampire strip club like this could have been mm-hmm. like queen of the damned like mm-hmm. kind of scary boiler right there in the verse yeah, I could definitely see that. I could definitely, you know what? I could see this one going on and uh, and Lestat just being like, you two ladies right here. Because listen, Lestat, two ladies and up. He doesn't stick with a single lady. Um, and he's like, come here. I- I'm going to go fuck you both in the ceiling. You know what I mean? To this song. 100%. 100%. Yep. You, you said it right. They're going for the biggest audience on these choruses. Mm-hmm. I wrote in my notes, this is a bad relationship song. The lyric I wrote down, because you and me, we got nothing. And I'm sorry that I ever let you in. And I'm not doing this again. Why? Because you and me, we got nothing. So the the why in the title is a response from someone who doesn't believe this is pushing back. He's like, you and me, we got nothing. And they're like, why? What do you mean? Interesting that he would give voice to opposition here. So th- listen, you might listen to some of these lyrics and you might say, these seem kind of pedestrian. These seem pretty basic. But if you spend time like I did, staring at them at songmeanings.com, you might start to see layers to what Mr. Dope is doing. And I've already said I'm a longtime fan of Etzel Dope, even though I do not agree with the Death Mask decision with Static X in that it literally makes me physically ill if I'm in the same room as it. That being said, I understand what he's trying to do here. Songmeanings.com, I got a comment here from Saber Runner, who said, I think this song, like some other dope songs, is also about boy-girl relationships. This one is about a real breaking up and the guy who is both regretting the girl's departure and blessing the fact that they've broken up. Mostly towards the latter. After all, he and she got nothing. These commenters actually, like, they always kind of tie the loop at the end. Like, some of these comments are pretty insightful for songmeanings.com. I love, listen, I love a songmeanings.com comment where you're getting there and I'm like, is this guy going to make the alley-oop at the end? He's been dribbling like freaking Harlem Globetrotters, <laughs> but if he doesn't make the shot at the end, he does it. And this guy was just like, don't worry. You're not even going to hear the, you're not even hear the rim. It's just going to be just right through the net. Nothing but net. Nothing but net. Uh, Saber Runner, I believe they come back a little later too. Matt, any other thoughts on this one? No, I, I you know, I we're in Buttsburg. Like we're 
the pyramid belt has been sanded down a little too hard and yeah we've we've rubbed some pant off because we are in the we're at the cusp of the cheeks cusp of the cheeks all right uh, we're gonna get somewhere good though soon here Ooh. oh yeah you're gonna get some edges here yeah uh up next we've got stop Here's my deal. I don't know Dope very well at all. And I'm definitely not Ezel Dope's family. When I hear this, well, excuse me, let me rewind. So we talked about that picture earlier. Mm-hmm. And we talked about him in the, in the, everybody's got dreads. Everybody's like really kitted out, looking mean, looking tough. And then I hear this and it feels like, What's going on? Because I felt like you guys were going to be a lot harder than this. You know, like I, I felt like there was going to be more edge. And then I get some edge, right? I get a little bit of like, oh, it feels like my man does not want to be Wayne Static. Also does not want to be Rob Zombie. But could very easily do a facsimile of both. So then he's kind of like, I'm just going to do my voice. And his voice just makes him sound like a bad little boy. He's <laughs> <laughs> a widow troublemaker. It's the, 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 um, the differences between the chorus and the verses on the song are nuts. Because he sounds like, yeah, he sounds, honestly, he sounds four feet tall on the verses. And he sounds ten feet tall on the chorus. He's like... What's going on? I mean, also, the lyrics on this song, I'm just going to read you guys. Can't you see that we are running out of time? I am dying, but I will not die. Somebody save me from myself. Somebody save me. And the way that he says that I am dying, but I will not die, and the way he stretches it out, feels very much like this was like a first draft move. Because he's like, do I want to use dying and die in the same lyric? And he's like, well, I got to I gotta get it done. Josh is over here and he needs, you know, he needs to get this stuff done. I mean, we're all dreads are getting tangled up. We got to finish this recording today. And he's just like, I'll, I'll make my best shot. And he just sort of stretched it out. And then when they came down to, to finally lay it down to wax, they were like, yeah, that'll work. But the chorus, I mean, when this chorus hit, I was like, I didn't know I would get such a chorus with this song. That's um, the Wayne Static chorus. I, I thought yeah. he definitely had that. He had the edge on the chorus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, Lauren, I know you listened to this a few times. There's a point in the song, and I wish I would have took note of the timing. 
I feel like I'm playing like red light, green light, because it says stop, stop, go, stop, go. I'm like, what are we doing here? This is new metal, red light, green light. <laughs> yes. There, I don't know if I wrote, uh, what I did write down is that there is a turntable solo of Star That's of the sorts. part. That's okay. The part. Matt, please go to 135. You got it. I can't wait to hear this. All right, here we go. Stop! Stop! Go! All right. This part running to the finish line there before he says stop again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Stop. Go. Stop. (laughs) I definitely don't want this to turn into Squid Games. Oh boy. Oh boy. And the turntables just give the visual of the running. You know, that's just me running the turntable scratching. Um, The wind behind my back, baby. (laughs) So I did not know this until I did my notes last night for this album. The turntables on this album, there's turntables on three tracks, track four, track seven, track 13, are from one DJ Lethal. What? Really? Yes. DJ Lethal. This well, It was Epic Flip. This is 2001. He just worked with Josh Abraham. And I'm sure Josh was putting this record together. He's probably listening to a rough demo of this. And he's like, you know what this needs? This needs some scratches. Some and scratchy I, boys. Some scratchy boys. And he's like, I got I a niche. And, and, only one, and only one guy can do it and it's dj lethal uh so he called him in also you know what here's an old friend i didn't even see this one the mixer on this album andy wallace oh shit so there you go josh abraham producing andy wallace mixing yeah these guys were thinking about the radio baby that's what they're thinking about they definitely were yeah um standards that's right the song comments for this song this is from Cactus F and Chris, who said, It's about the emotional roller coaster that is the life we lead, and someone just wanting the ride to stop for a bit to gather themselves. And I like this comment for a couple reasons. One, it's thoughtful. Two, it's not how roller coasters work. <laughs> roller coasters don't stop in the middle. If they do, that's terrible. You're that like, seems Oh no. Really bad, right? Really bad. That's when you're, you're young, go! <laughs> Go! Stop! Go! Uh, could you be you know, in a roller coaster that was doing that? Awful. Terrible experience. <laughs> Zero stars rating when I leave the park. But also at the same time, that is. So who hasn't been there where you feel like someone's yelling stop, go in rapid succession? And you're like, I'm just trying to keep up over here. I'm just trying to keep up. But yeah, I thought this was a, a very good chorus. Very much enjoyed that. This is one of two songs on the album with a Trip Eisen co-write. So this is one of the ones that Trip was, I guess, still walking around the studio for edsel was like get out of here i mean i, I don't know i think how- he wrote the chorus and then edsel wrote the verse <laughs> <That> maybe <laughs> <laughs> might be might be all right next up matt i want you to say this one. Oh, up next thanks for nothing <laughs> Do you want from me? Feeding the rich with 
It's the one they call the feel good. He's the one that makes you feel all right. And they call the feel good. He's going to be your Frankenstein. Very I, 80s yeah. metal, right? Hair metal. I mean, he's going for a party pit. He's not looking to activate a pit. He's looking for people to be pogoing, people bouncy. dancing. Bouncy. 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 And it's so funny because, once again, it's like this bounce. It's a party vibe. And yet the first lyric of the song is, give me a break. <laughs> you know, this pit's got moon shoes on because they bounce. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I've seen, I saw Dope when they opened for Static X and the vibe when I saw them was they were thrilled people were there. There was a lot of gratitude to the audience, but I would say that it wasn't an overly serious performance. I remember at one point they introduced a song and they were like, it was the dumbest song we've ever written. And so I, I feel like the vibe was like well, that, Edsel, Edsel that Dope makes me has, feel good, you know, yeah, like that yeah. they're self aware and they're having fun. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely had that self awareness there. Now, be that be that as it may, though, when you look at the like album titles for this band, the follow up album after this one's called Group Therapy, which I think this picture uh, in the liner notes would be perfect for. Uh, American Apathy, No Regrets, Blood Money Part One. And the just released Blood Money Part Zero. Ooh, we're going Take back that time, chronological man. order. Oh man, that's right. It's Resident like... Evil Zero. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so there's the, yeah, there's this dark menace with a lot of the album titles. But yeah, when you get into these like the actual music though, it's yeah, it's like got a party bounce. So even though he's saying thanks for nothing. Yeah, I wrote in my notes, like, despite, like, there's some swears on this song, this could really be, like, a dance team. Like, this could be a timeout song at a sporting event. You could play it when someone misses a field goal as they cut to commercial. Well, unfortunately, uh, number two, Williams did not make that. And then it's like, well, we're going to cut to commercial. We'll be right back to the Pro Bowl. Thanks for oh, nothing. nothing. As, as, as you see, a slow motion shot of the football missing the uh, – Missing the uprights. <laughs> and we'll be right back with the Tennessee Titans versus the Green Bay Packers. Attention, Metro Arizona Ford customers. <laughs> Phoenix Ford has the newest cars just for you. Check out the new Flex. Flexible financing at $600 a month forever. You're professional, Matt. Oh, thank uh, you. I'm, I'm here for everybody. Matt, you did it, buddy. Songmeanings.com. Cactus F and Chris, he's back. He said, it's about being in a relationship where you're always on the giving end, putting a stop to it, then thanking the ungrateful fuck for all they did for you. Nothing. Ah, oh, Cactus F and Chris, you goddamn poet. I wonder if there were some comments that got deleted because I couldn't find what some of these people were responding to. But Fuck Authority said, I agree to both, to somebody who had, had some interpretation. This is a song that is purely opinion about how it makes you feel. And you is all caps. So I think there was some debate on true meaning. And they were like, hey, you know, whatever. The mods came in and shut down some of those <laughs> other comments. Shut so. them down. And then uh, this is a, a bigger one. This is from Adam WTF. So this person might be a Mark Marin fan, or they might just be Adam. What the fuck? You never know. They said this is a song about a family member, possibly his father or someone in his life who he helps constantly, and the person does nothing for him. The line "feeding the rich with that son of a bitch." Well, that son of a bitch, he looks just like me. 
probably means that the person he helps has the potential to help themselves just fine, but makes Edsel do it so the man doesn't have to waste his time helping himself. So Edsel singing, this son of a bitch failure who can probably help himself is letting this rich guy take advantage. So he's saying he looks in the mirror and realizes that son of a bitch looks just like me. It is me. So he ends his relationship with the said person and leaves them with, quote, thanks for nothing. Oh, and all of your bullshit, too. The levels here, the levels that Adam went to here to, to, to move the perspective. Um, Brandon, when you're writing for American Standards, are you generally like writing from a first person scenario? Are you writing? Are you writing from a personal perspective or are you generally are you a character guy? Uh, I wish I was a character guy, character guy, because that seems a lot more fun, but normally from a personal perspective. OK. All right. These ones were always trying. Everyone's always trying to guess. I think everybody is always hoping that it's personal. And it feels like anytime that somebody gets, I feel like anytime somebody gets like real big and they got a song and everyone assumes it's about something, that person then feels they have to pivot and be like, well, actually, it's, a, it's just a thing. I mean, like Chino all the time is like, actually, you know, I, I you know, I, these songs are all just characters. I'm not I just really, made it up. I just made it up. I'm, I'm not having this much sex and this much drugs. And then you read all the stories and you're like, yes, you are. Come on. <laughs> I need this. I need this. this. I want to know. Somebody has to be because I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) Let us live through you, Chino. Matt, overall, how were your feelings on this one? You know, I kind of feel like, you know, thanks for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Shots fired. Edward's going to listen to this. He's going to hear this. All he's doing is editing the Wikipedia and listening to podcasts about him. I mean, even though he's literally like the the phantom front man of Static X, managing Static X, yeah, is also yeah. the uh, the lead singer of Dope, who just put out Blood Money Part Zero. They're tour- as we know, Matt. They're touring. They're road dogs. They're playing all over. He might he might put this on. You never know. <laughs> Up next, we have uh, the song that you know. I saw the title and I thought I know this song, but I can tell you once I heard it, I'd never heard the song before. It's uh, it's Die. MF die. I wonder what the MF stands for. Oh, good question, man. Don't do what I've been told. He is a bad boy. <laughs> bad little boy. He's a bad boy, and he's saying on this chorus, "Die, motherfucker, die." 
You know what? Trying to make a song that fits into the fuck you canon of songs is tough. I mean, one of my favorites of the fuck you canon is Local H's High Five and Motherfucker. That one really hits. You feel the intensity of the diss. And I got to tell you, I listened to this album three times. And every time this song came on, I kept thinking, is this chorus finally going to hit for me the way they intend it to? And it never quite does. Like, it just feels a little too thin, a little too something. I don't know. It doesn't quite get there. And we'll get into some of these comments the song means about how people have, like, I feel imprinted themselves a little bit on this song. But for me, I was like, I need a song called Die, Motherfucker, Die to really go for it. And mm. this they didn't feel even go with for it with the title. They put MF in yeah, the title. Die, I know, die MF die. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I was I was like, yeah, I, I really want you to bring it, but yeah, Matt, I'm this sorry. is this is a, I'm a bad widow boy. I'm a <laughs> wascal. <laughs> now, Edsel, you can't put motherfucker on the name of it. I don't do what I've been told. <laughs> I put MF. Mm. I'm a wascal. Uh, die, motherfucker. Die, motherfucker. I would say this is my favorite song on the record so far, though. By oh, leaps yeah, 100%. And His vocals totally work. He doesn't sound like a bad will boy as much. I mean, like, he's. this sounds like, yes. This this feels like what we're going for. When also I think the of, co-write from Trip, right? So Yep. Trip co-write. Yeah, when I when I think dope, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm expecting. This is right. This is right in the pocket. This is in the pocket. Dope, dope in my pockets. Dope in your pockets. You get pulled over. Yeah, no, I don't, don't want get to. pulled over. Uh, Brandon, yeah. Other thoughts you might have on this one? Uh, I don't do what I've been told. The the, the lead into it also. You're so lame. Why don't you just go die? <laughs> Some of these lyrics. I mean they. You're so lame. You know, that, that's not hitting. That's not hitting hard enough for you. No. I mean, can you imagine somebody saying to you, Brandon, you're so lame. You'd be Why like, you cut to the die? core. Die. Like, wait, just because I'm lame, I should die? A little intense. <laughs> that's a real jump in the intensity there. Songmeanings.com. I knew that the people would show up. And indeed they did. This song has 34 comments. And I picked just a few of my favorites. I could have just, I mean, I pulled a bunch, but I can't do all of them. I, yeah, I, yeah, I probably pulled like 10, but I won't do all of them because there's so many good ones though. Brawly Hero 99 said, okay, I will make this comment simple to everyone. This song is just full of hate, nothing else. That was on November 18th, 2009, October 22nd, 2010, Kung Kiss Tank. Or Kung Kiss Stank said, I'm full of hate. Love this song. Ooh. Someone check on him. <laughs> check, check on him. Shit. Check on him. Adrenaline Girl said, this song puts me in such a good mood. Seriously. Okay. Artino said, this has become the theme tune to my life. It's great to play after a tough day at school slash work slash whatever. Anyone that doesn't enjoy this song should think about becoming the Pope. <laughs> That's, okay, that wow. might take the cake here. That's amazing. This one's from Mushroomhead Juggalo, 
who said, stumbled across this one by accident while looking for Twisted's Die, Motherfucker, Die, and I'm glad I happened upon it. Awesome song. Whole CD kicks utter ass. So Twisted probably actually put Motherfucker in there versus oh, the MF. Absolutely. absolutely. They're not censoring themselves. <laughs> absolutely not. This is a commenter, great name, Poopster, said this song. Wow. Makes me so happy after a bad day. Just pop it in and let it go. Ah, love the music to it also. 11 out of 10 for this one. More than perfect. More than perfect. Dare Bull said, actually, it's hardly music. It's crap, but I still really like it. Just helps me release my anger. So many of those arrogant motherfuckers should just die. Okay, pretty good. Zenemy said, whenever I'm pissed off, I put this song on and just headbang like hell while singing it till I get a migraine. It's how I've gotten over a lot of things in life. Okay. <laughs> Zenemy, are you all right? Uh, Fuck Authority is back. They said, yeah, it's a good song, but obviously it's about going to jail. I've been there. And when you're there, everybody sends their prayers and shit. And he doesn't want it. He went, and he doesn't feel bad about what he did. Thank you, Edsel. I think he might be projecting a bit there. I think so. I think so. Um, And uh, this one's from X, Music is Life X. Said, ha, phoned my ex and played this song over the phone to him. Anonymously, bastard. No, you okay. didn't. No, you didn't. I'm no, going to call didn't. shenanigans on this one. I'm going to uh, call shenanigans. Look, if I pick up my phone mm-hmm. and it doesn't have your number there, even in 2001, caller ID was a thing. Star, was it star, star, star 69? Star 69. <laughs> I pick up my phone and all of a sudden, <laughs> ripping through my phone speaker is Edsel Dope being like, die, motherfucker, die, motherfucker, die. How fast until you hang up? Like, <laughs> I'm not. I would at least listen to the chorus. I'd be like, yeah, if if it comes in and I'm like, wait, this is the verse. Let me get to the chorus, and then they say, you're so lame, and I'll be like, wait, is this about me? Oh, they got me. Oh, they got me good. Now this one, (laughs) I will read the comment, and then I'll tell you their name. The comment is, yeah, I listen to this song uh, whenever I'm pissed at someone I hate. Ha ha, I hate a lot of people. That commenter, misanthrope of hate. There it is. Um, okay. And then finally, Dragon19 said, when I hear this song, I feel like I'm in jail with my band wearing prison suits. We're just jamming out while the inmates cheer us on. The guards try to stop us, but they can do nothing. And I believe that's the end of the Blues Brothers. <laughs> so this person hears this song and goes, this is a perfect song for Jake and Elwood. Uh, song means you really came through with that one. I appreciate it. Surprise! There was no video for this song. This feels like it would have been. I mean, I wonder if this was a, would have been uh, the third single, and they just uh, things didn't pan out. This record did only sell seven hundred thirty thousand copies. Half uh, of what they sold on the prior. I'm album, sorry. So. Uh, I'm sorry. Seven hundred. I'm sorry. Seventy three thousand. Uh, and they did two fifty on the prior one, apparently. So it's what happened there. And you're right. This is a number one song on Spotify in terms of plays. To not have a video, I was digging. I'm like, there's got to be something I'm missing here. Yeah, that is very surprising. You would think, you know, this is probably one of those situations, like, as time's gone on, people full of anger and hate typing 
furiously into Google, is there a song called Die, Motherfucker, Die? And the twisted one comes up, and there's probably a little resistance because it's Juggalo. So there's that Juggalo bias. So then they go to the second result, and it's Die, Motherfucker, Die from Dope, and they listen to it, and they're like, yeah, that person is kind of lame. This is what I need. This is what I've been looking for. This is what I need. I've been Um, to jail. This resonates. (laughs) I love hardened convicts like, this song, this is what it's like to be on the other side of them bars, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. All right, Matt, what do we got next? Uh, Let's go to What About... A little prowler in there. <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, prowler. Have you been a bad boy, prowler? Oh, I'm real naughty. Oh, God, this guy's a real bad boy. Might be better than you, prowler. Uh, well, it sounds like he's eating all the marmalade. Too many biscuits, this guy. Rattle-rattle-roo, I am bad and so are you. We're in a house that has no walls. Is it a house? Look at my balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no walls and yeah, no privacy. So you're going to be looking at somebody's balls. You know what's funny though is that I, I love how these songs start and there's just a lyric that just makes me laugh because then I just get a visual that I can't shake. So the first lyric of this song is every time I go to bed, I hear the voices in my head. So then I'm like, What's Edsel's bedtime like? You know, what's his? What's he do? What's his process? You know, he's got to remove all the corpse paint first. Um, does he leave his dreads in? Does he take them out? Is he an everyday everyday dread guy? You know, I don't know. Then, uh, you know, then he's getting into bed, and then I really got from this song that this song is just about getting into bed, and you really should go to sleep, but you're staring at the ceiling thinking about everything you got to do tomorrow, and then you get into that chorus, which is "What about you? What about me? What about everything?" Who hasn't been there? Who hasn't been there? You're thinking about the stuff you've got to do for yourself. You're thinking about stuff you got to do for other people. Then you got to think about everything on top of that. It's just like, oh, I, I got to pay the water bill. I got to put gas in my car. You know what? I can't do any more leftovers this week. I got to go to the grocery store. Did I make a list? That's what I hear when I hear this song. Makes it relatable. Makes it every man. I'm certain there's one guy sitting there being like, this reminds me of sitting in my cell. But, you know, I'm not there. Never been. So can't relate. But uh, this one, I mean, it's funny. It's just that this, uh, it's that thing. You look at, you look at dope, you see what they look like, and then you listen to the songs. And it's just like, these guys are writing songs for the people. They're just writing for the people. Brandon, how do you feel about this one? You know, I'm, I, I love a good drum bass part. And there's like, you know, it starts off with a drum and bass, drops down to it at like two minutes, you get another drum bass part. But I, I did not love this song. No. <laughs> I mean, it is very general because he's, what about you? What about me? What about everything? That's like a real like micro to macro jump like right there because it's like, oh, I'm dealing with everything. Matt, um, I mean, when you listen to this one, I mean, does this make you think about your bedtime routine? Oh, completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, shower, brush teeth, you know, jammies. Right. Do you leave your dreads in or you take them out? Oh, I, you know, I de-knot my dreads. <laughs> okay. Every night. 
and then I wake up in the morning. Actually, it's pretty much all I do. Like, I wake up, I start dreading my hair, and then around noon, I start de-dreading my hair, and then okay. 8 o'clock, I go to bed. 8 o'clock in the morning, I wake up. Process starts again. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, songmeanings.com, Jimbo2005, um, who, post- who posted this comment on July 7th, 2003... Do with that what you will. Said, according to Edsel, on April 24th in Grand Rapids, Michigan, the song is supposed to be based on a person drugged up and such, just not being able to take everything that is coming and supplementing the feelings and emotions with a drug. Okay. Okay. Adam WTF, he starts this comment like a list, but then he sort of abandons it. He says, this song, A, amazing as fuck. B is more than likely a song about one of Edsel's relationships. The, quote, overwhelming part kind of makes it what it is to me. He's confused with his relationship and doesn't know what to do, and it makes him feel stressed and not happy. He was fine before, but now they have these problems. He feels bad, and he says it's okay to the girl. I don't know why he structured it in this weird list fashion. Edsel Dope trying to mend fences. Nice to to think of, because we've got this picture of him telling the band, my way or the highway. I'm not sitting in chairs normal, so do with that what you will. Okay, I think we're uh, I think we're ready for the next one. Sure, it's called Move It. Daddy, when I grow up, I'm gonna be a topless dancer, so I can make lots of cash. So I can make lots of cash. Talking about my dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon, when you guys are writing songs, I, I, I was curious in the in the pro- songwriting process for American Standards. Do you write with the band? Do you write separately? What's your general process? The guys normally come to me with like forty riffs, like just this big old riff soup, and I look at my notepad and I say, okay, there's a couple of lyrics that resonate here, and then I start structuring the song. So. We kind of work independently and then come together and structure the song. What if you came to the guys and said, all right, you gave me some incredible riffs, boys. You boys really did it. Um, this song, I just, I got these lyrics, and it's all about these ladies going up and down the pole. And your guys go, which pole? And you're like, both. My pole. <laughs> the, bo- the bone zone. <laughs> the bone zone. Um, how, how would they take that news? I... I think they might have pause, a little bit of pause. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, I can tell you, when, when Edsel presented this to Josh and the boys, they were like, let's rip it up. Let's so fucking bitch, do I'm it. in. I'm in. Not only that, I got a <laughs> sample. dirty I got a dog. Sample. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. This one, this is a co-write with AC Slade, which if there's anyone who would write a song like this, I would hope AC Slade is involved. I mean, that's that's a name that... I mean, has to if if AC Slade had not written a song for strip clubs, he would have to. He'd ring, be ring, to. ring, ring. Uh, hello, hello. Hey, it's me, Josh Abraham. Oh, hey, what's going on? I gotta tell you something. Uh huh. There's something that has no edges. 
and that's a pole. Oh shit! <laughs> All right, we're gonna get we're we're gonna you get working. Be a bad little boy. I'm a baddest. I'm the baddest. I'm so dope, and I'm the baddest little boy you ever seen. I don't know why I'm crying. It's because I'm so bad. Because <laughs> it's that good. <laughs> oh, that's right. Lauren, uh, did we get a funky kin in, uh, base on uh, 142 here? Uh, well, let's see. Let's, let's find check out it out together. Let's check it out. Let's take it slow. Did somebody order something funky? Oh my lord! Oh baby! Oh oh no! Funky Ken! I, oh funky my T-Mobile store is rocking! Don't come a knocking! Oh Funky Ken! Wait a minute! Are you? Funky I'm back Ken? at T-Mobile, baby! Well, congratulations to you, sir. Are are you? Are you consummating with your customers? Oh no 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 no! Okay. All right. I have the keys to go in there whenever I like, baby. Oh, snap. And I am currently located next to a deja vu. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, wow. Fuck you, Ken. How is so you're having uh you're meeting these ladies uh working at the deja vu. Um what's your line? What do you what do you say to them? Uh, oh, uh, uh, got to go. <laughs> Whoa, Funky Ken! Oh, you know uh, he what? He has a cloud of smoke. He, you know what, though? You got to keep something secret. You got to maintain some mystery. And I understand that. Yeah, the uh, comments in songmeetings.com, this one from RockerChick15 says, LOL, oh my. This song is pretty straight out. Don't think I need to explain. Interpret it however you want to. At the end of my version of it, he says, let's take it slow, up and down, etc. Move, all you gotta do is, just figured I'd add that in, dope rocks, laters. Etc. 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 We don't need to go into that. <laughs> etc. Um, David 311 Freak says, get up, get it out, and groove it all. It groove it in and out. That's clearly about sex. Awesome song. And Dopet Loves Edsel said, Edsel's a nympho. It's about sex. Simple as that. I got to tell you, from listening to this album three times, I did not really get the vibe that, that Edsel's a nympho. I don't I don't really get it. He honestly seems like too much of a worker, hard work grinding guy. I don't think he's got a ton of time to be a nympho. You know? He strikes me as the type of guy that somebody crawl up on and be like, Hey, what are you doing? He's like, I'm busy. I'm man I'm busy. I've got so many so credits on this album. <laughs> have you seen what I'm involved in? I got so much to do. I don't have time for this. I love you, but you need to leave me alone. Go talk to AC Slade. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this one, um, I mean, honestly that it was so on the nose to be a strip club song struck me as kind of almost a demerit. Cause I feel like a lot of songs that are strip club songs were not initially written in that thought process. You know what I mean? And they don't tell you with a sound clip at the top here. So I was, I was waiting for Matt to get the first reaction. On yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. When that, yeah. When that sound clip dropped, I was like, yeah, this is, um, might be a little too on the nose. It, Cause also it seems like there is a level of, let's just say it. It's, it's, uh, it's not kind the way that that sample is set up possibly a little demeaning dimin diminishing and i feel like a lot of other songs that have become strip club staples 
either aren't about it at all or don't have that they're 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 well you know pick an acdc song you know pick those a songs buck cherry song pick a buck cherry song there's a bit more of a joyousness and upness although with buck cherry it's mostly you know on the nose yeah I guess. on the nose well on the nose in the nose cocaine vibes yeah. uh so yeah um matt yeah i'd say matt i mean is there a song Matt, that you're thinking of like this is this is the strip club song this is the song this this one feels pretty darn strip club mm-hmm. like i i'm 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 seeing them on stage. It's yeah, it's happening to this song. Okay, all right. So you think that there's somebody who probably heard this one and was like, you know what? Why not? Yeah, throw it on. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes you know, sometimes you you probably get tired of stripping to whatever by Godsmack for the millionth time, and you're like, you know what? Let's get let's change the rotation up. Let's get something else out there. This next one. Uh, oh boy, Matt, what do we got? Hey, close to home, fellas. <laughs> Jenny's crying. a lot going on in these lyrics brandon you're a big lyric guy how you feel about this one i the fact that you guys missed the opportunity on help her say goodbye you know for jenny i i'm it's beyond me apparently you guys aren't real dope heads (laughs) (laughs) i guess we're not uh not true not true dope fiends i guess not um this, this one for me you get this rainstorm sound effects up top so my instinct is, oh, we're slowing it down. You get this rainstorm. We're, we're about to get a little. We're gonna get a little moody. We're getting a little thoughtful, you know. And it's called Jenny's crying. I'm like, oh, this this might be. Am I about to get like the dope power ballad? Mm. And then the next sound I hear is wow, 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 wow. I'm like, wait, whoa, nope, sorry, my mistake. That's on me. We're wow wowing it up. And then uh, these lyrics, Jenny is crying, and I don't know why, and her life's so insane, so now Jenny is hating me. And I was like, what are we What are we doing here? Like, what is this song? And then you dive into the lyrics, and it's like, um, for one, I, I in the lyric book, um, it goes back to the crying lady, and I'm like, okay, now I get it. Now she's the... Um, she's the jenny who's crying i understand now 
Just something to fill the nothing inside and something to make her never cry. Just something to thrill me, something to hide, and something to help her say goodbye. Just something to kill me, something to die, and something to blow her head off. Why? Yeah. What? Huh? What? What? Because it seems like he's talking about I want to do something to comfort this person. Then it sounds like he wants to like this person's in so much pain. He wants to like help them medicate. So he's like giving them like drugs or something like he knows it shouldn't whatever. And then at the end, he's like, maybe I just need to kill this lady. She seems upset. I'm like, whoa, Edsel. Whoa. You ABC'd it there way too fast, buddy. That's not how it works. You know, you, you took go the jump from being lame to die, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, right. Really? You did it again. He did it again. Because I look at it. Because, I mean, if you follow the storyline, it's like, hey, this lady is sad. She's upset. It's like, hey, you want to talk about it? And she's like, no. Okay, well, you want to, like, get high with me? We can smoke something? No. Do you want me to kill you? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, those are the only options he's got. He's like... She doesn't want to talk about it. She doesn't want to get high. Then I guess I should offer to murder her. I, I mean, this is the only only thing. I only know what I know. I only know Send what I know. Signals here. Send yeah. signals. You don't want that. What do you want? And then at the end, he goes Women. back. Women. <laughs> I give up. I give up. You can't tell me what they want. You no one knows. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My lord. Um, so this one, uh, uh, I'm not, uh, Brandon, I don't know. Uh, in generally when you're making albums, you're producing records, are, are you, uh, are, do, is there ever the, the temptation to dive into the sound effects bucket and throw in stuff like this? All the clips and stuff. There's actually the, the, the temptation actually not to do it because so many bands in our genre have done that for so long mm-hmm. that I'm just like, unless it's completely self-aware of how, like, corny and gimmicky it is like i'm, I'm totally against it <laughs> okay all right so yeah because i mean and nothing against the bands that do it just mm-hmm. not our thing <laughs> fair enough fair enough i mean t- listen some people listen i did when i was in college on my college radio sh- show i would like was would have killed for a soundboard i wanted a soundboard so bad and i'd hear people that have and i was like oh that's so fucking i'd love to have that but um but now I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I don't need those samples anymore. But you know, but you know what? I, but I do love a siren drop. I do love a siren oh, drop. Good siren. Right, yeah. I love a good siren. Um, I know you hear those sirens when you're like, you know, in the background of songs where you're driving, and then you're looking over your shoulder like, what I do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's oh, the yeah. worst. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, those are ones you're like, oh, I guess I'm gonna listen to this album at home because otherwise I'm gonna panic. Um, I wrote my notes that a thought that crossed my mind um at this song but for the what we listened to so far is, is like do these guys activate a pit and and really i think we've kind of talked about it they, they don't really they're no. not looking to we're looking to bounce peeking bop, bopping around having a yeah. good time moon shoes all the way baby yep yep and um i just wanted to read this comment it's from poopish stain who said the start of the song sounds like the halloween movie theme and the comments, whatever, but the fact that they went with poop-ish stain, not poop stain, poop-ish, like a stain you're curious about, like, is this a skid or is it kind of poopish? Is it kind of poopish? Kind of poopish, but it might not be poop. But then I'm like, what else could it be in the location you're finding it? Like, I don't know. That sounds like, I don't know, poopish stain. Check your poop stain. 
Hoobastank, <laughs> <laughs> poopastank. You're right, Matt. It's the same. Crawling in the dark looking for the answer. That's right. <laughs> like finding poopastains. <laughs> uh, this next one, this is not a cover. And when I saw what this song was called, I said, is this even allowed? It's with or without you. I'm a bad widow boy. <laughs> This is a cold intro, right? Like the band Cold would have wrote this intro. Oh, 100%. Listen to those claps. tempo boy but let's just let's just put it all on the table art should you be allowed to take a song title that is so universally known and throw it on a song that sounds nothing like it that just has me the whole time listening to it going is this it is this a different no this isn't it why is it it's so confusing such a weird choice brandon would you ever like when you're picking song titles do you check to make sure like there isn't somebody who's got like a similar title as yours, so there's no like confusion or anything like that? I do, but put this spin on it. Maybe he thought people are gonna be looking for that song. Mm. And when they click the second song. Ah, yeah, got him. Got him. Is this a piano version of the song? <laughs> and you know what? Once you're once you're in it, a spin's a spin. As we say here, when people tell us they don't like the show. We say, hey. A download's a download, a download's baby. A download. <laughs> All right. I was looking about podcasts for roaches or po- podcasts about roaches. <laughs> I'm, a big, roaches. I'm a big roach head. I love I've roaches. Got, I've got a roach infestation. I need tips. <laughs> These guys are just talking about riffs and funky can. This doesn't help me. I don't have a coach, but I do have roaches. <laughs> uh, so that honestly, every time just threw me off. Um, and it was just funny that it had these like chunky guitar with the hand claps I, I don't know. This one, this song title is just going to throw me off forever. Matt? Yeah, it's weird. It's, you know, I kind of was okay with it, but it just sounds like alt rock, kind of like, I love the, I love that bass sound. Sounds great. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's, it, it's an okay track. An okay track, which is what every band wants to hear. No, uh, I was, uh... <laughs> no, Matt, 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 we're printing it. It's too late. It's an uh, okay track. It's an okay track. Who the fuck do I know? I've never put out a good record. It's fine, Matt. Uh, over on songmeanings.com, Mudvayne Freak 420, mm, A plus name, said, This is one of my fave songs by Dope. Life is one of the best albums. If you haven't bought it, buy it. And I'm just going to say it with a name like Mudvayne Freak 420, this is a real fan. This is not a plant. Adam WTF back again says, 
I don't know what dope song is more depressing, this one or easier. But this song, man, I have a lot of feelings about this song. It's a very saddening song because it reminds me of this girlfriend I had that I felt like was the one and now we can't be with or without each other and it sucks living without her. Oh boy. Tough. And then this comment was downvoted and I don't know why. It's from Dreamer. Who said, I like this song. I think it's my favorite dope song. I take the meaning at face value here. Someone being the life and death of you. I can relate. And somebody was like, fuck that opinion. Downvote. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? For me, I'm never going to be able to get past the fact that this is named after a U2 song. Yeah, it's a lot, right? Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. You sure that timeline checks out? I mean, maybe U2. Oh, the- <laughs> you know what? You know what? You're right. You know what? Let me just double check real quick. You two, you two, Irish rock band. Okay, all right, there they are. 1980, okay. 1976 to present. Okay, fair enough. All right, this is a pretty big Wikipedia. These these guys, you two, a lot of lot of stuff. Um, okay, you two discography. Oh, wait, you two songs. Here we go. Um. Okay, this is alphabetical. Okay, <laughs> I got to go all the way down to the W. Hundred percent of the right. Joshua tree. Uh, tree. Let's see. All right, here we go. Nineteen eighty. Uh, uh, with uh, seven. Let's see. All right. Where is um? Wait a minute. Why is there? It is with or without you, Joshua Tree. Nineteen eighty-seven. Yes. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm yes. Saying- <laughs> there's totally a chance. <laughs> totally a chance. Uh All right. Um. Up next, Matt, what do we got? Oh, up next, we've got Crazy. great guys guys this song is crazy (laughs) is it crazy uh i love a song that's called crazy that i could play with my mother in the room and she would go oh this is nice um because this is i love it is not crazy it's not a crazy song no uh um, this did feel like a throwaway song. <laughs> this is the point in the album where I start feeling like it's less of like a band writing the songs and it's a single like songwriter, like just being like, we've got to fill out the rest of this album, guys. <laughs> Let me just go in the studio and crank out a few. Uh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, like lyrically on this one, we're looking at lines like, are you looking? Are you laughing at me? Are you reminiscing? Do you remember me? try how i try how i try to keep it inside crazy and it sounds like as he is he talking about how he's crazy and this person is remembering that he's crazy um i yeah this one was yeah like i definitely i mean we're we're on track 11 
So, yeah, mm-hmm. we're definitely padding out the back half here. There weren't even any, literally, like, one comment that was, like, from Miss Voorhees, who said, yet another great dope song. Sure. If you say Why so. no comments? Why no comments? <laughs> Why, no comments? Right? Why no comments? Um, this song does end with a maniacal laugh on loop. So it does end with a, a looping laugh sample to let you know how crazy it truly so cr- is. Fucking crazy. A lot, a lot of underlining there. He's like, I gotta get this. I gotta make this. Make this point. For a song called Crazy, it feels like the most formulaic song on the album. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is a straight ahead alt rock buzz bin song mm-hmm. we've got just a couple left well let's go with it let's just keep going here's okay. here's slipping away you feel that oh i'm trying hard to Ooh. understand oh i'm trying hard uh-huh mm-hmm. i'm trying hard to Hold on, hold on. But it feels like it's just slipping away. (laughs) (laughs) Going down a water slide, there's nothing to grip on! (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is a fun song. This was the second single. Why was there no video? Why was there no water park video for this song? You show me the members of Dope at a water park, dreaded up, going down these slides, Edsel lip syncing the song while going down a water slide. Money in the bank. This was a single. This was the second (laughs) single. So the two singles on this album are like not the ones I would have pled with. What is going on here? <laughs> I like that they were like, now or never, easy, done. What's the one? What's the second one? And everyone looks at this track list and goes, what about the penultimate song? <laughs> and then it's slipping away. All right. Okay. This album is slipping away from me. <laughs> uh, Matt, how do you feel about slipping away? Uh, you know, like, it's not my favorite song, but I, I, I kind of like how jaunty it is. Mm-hmm. Like it's fun. It's a fun little song. It's okay. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> it's, it's nice. I mean, here's the deal. You Bambo boy. Everybody knows it. The the whole thing is I feel like <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? Every time that chorus came on, we were pretending like we were slipping. <laughs> we were. So in that in that sense, this song a success. That's right. I have a now feeling. Listen to this car or listen to this song in your car alone. And have as much fun. <laughs> Go do it right now, Matt. We'll wait. Uh, there is um, a couple interesting comments and a couple interesting commenters on this song. Mudvayne Freak 420 is back to say the song is fucking beautiful. Edsel is the best and he's hot. And then they do the halo emoji. Sonic Firestorm says, if you ever go through a bad breakup, you understand what the song is about. In fact, you understand the entire album. Life in a meaning deeper than you ever could have imagined. My ex just broke up with me for my ex-best friend, and this album kept me going and feeling human and sane. Edsel is completely right when he says, this is life at the beginning of the album. Thank you, dope. I was like, wow, that's powerful. Is there any other commenter who could come in and say anything? And then I saw this comment, and I was like, okay. 
And the comment is this. Yeah, this song is pretty much the only song I've heard from Dope, and I love it. And I was like, okay. Well, who said that? Kurt Cobain. <laughs> now, I know some people will be saying, Lauren, when's this comment from? And I'm saying, well, it's posted March 3rd, 2003. But <laughs> the timeline's <laughs> off here. I'm but, slipping away. But I will say, the fact that he says this is the only song he's heard from Dope, that, that might check out. That tracks. That tracks. That tracks. You know, if you told me Kirk Cobain came back to life and this was the only dope song he'd heard, yeah, I'd believe that. I'd believe that. And I definitely believe he'd create. Uh, well, here's the thing. It's got to be him because he got Kurt Cobain with no numbers or letters or spaces. He got the thing. And you can only do that if you're the real person. That's how it works with screen names. So congratulations, Kurt, on returning to songmeanings.com. So we have one official song left. And then we've got a secret track. Oh, well, then I have to ask how respectful of our time is this album. Uh, Brandon, do you know how respectful of our time this album is? We are at 45 minutes and 36 seconds. Wow. Track. It's right in that sweet spot. Right in that sweet spot. It really is. This is uh, this was honestly never, I never felt like I was getting dragged down with this record. Like right when it was like, all right, you could wrap it up. It wrapped up. And I appreciated that. So, so the last official track in the album is called March of Hope. This might be the strip club anthem. This might be the, <laughs> the March of Hope. The March of Hope, you know? And you know what? The reason that might be, I think, is because we always talk about stealing from the best. But we never talk about stealing from the worst and making it your best. And here today, so they did one. They did two here. They said, you know what? I'm going to do a steal from the best. I'm going to steal from the worst. And I'm going to make I'm gonna make our classic. Although I don't know if I'm going to say this is a classic. But... On the one hand, they steal from the Rob Zombie version of I'm Your Boogeyman. On the one 100%. Hand. Immediately. Immediately it started there. But then they're like, you know what else we need? We need Bon Jovi. It's my life. We need to bring that in here. We need to mash them together and create a March of Hope. And I think they did it. I think the boys did it. They really did. Stronger tracks on the album were the more fun tracks, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, this one, we were all bopping yeah. along, you know? I kind of like this version of Dope. Yeah, yeah. you're like, okay, Dope, fun party band, all right. And this, yeah, this is where he's got, yeah, that Rob Zombie voice. It's the voice I like, because the other one, again, sounds like a widow boy who's a little problem. Oh, boy. Hey, 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 Edsel. What Edsel. is it? Ooh. Edsel, did you... 
Did you Did squeeze you... out the toothpaste out of the tube? I wanted to see how much was inside. A lot, buddy. Okay, toothpaste isn't cheap, all right? Well, I'm so weak. Oh, I don't know if I believe you. You go to your room with Simon, your brother. No way. <laughs> Oh. I'm going to his room. I'm a bad boy. Oh, oh my God. Raising these boys. Mama Dope. Uh, Poor yeah. Mama Dope. Poor Mama Dope. I uh, I wrote in my notes. Come on, everybody. I don't know why I did, but I wrote Come that. on. Come on, everybody. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> He's got a 45. He's glad to be alive. <laughs> That you know what? Who can't who can't relate to that? And then we had a, a little bit of an exchange here in the song uh, comments and songmeetings dot com between Emil Stone and Penix, aka Penix. This song is excellent. Good guitar part. I think it's something about the difference between the conservatives in their mansions versus the poor people on the streets who have to quote kill or be killed and have their quote forty five glad to be alive. Then Penix said, you sure are smart, Emil Stone. I agree. It is a great song. It sounds just the way people expect music we listen to, too. Good stuff. Rock on dope. Okay. All right. I like that they heard the song and they said, this is the type of music that people expect me to listen to. And I appreciate it. Which is quite a, quite a statement. Quite a statement. Although, who hasn't been there where you've somebody's sent you a song, and they said, "Oh, Brandon. Oh, Matt. You got to hear this song. You got to check this out. This is so you." And you listen to it, and you're like, "Yeah, this is fucking me. This is my shit. This is me." <laughs> they nailed me. They called me. I I responded. And so clearly, real that's story, yeah. real story on that. Mm-hmm. One time, my boss, I guess, Googled my name and found out I was in a band, and then they came to me the next day at work and said. You know what? I found out you're in a band. I pulled up the music. I listened to it. Way different than I expected. And I said, what did you expect? And they said, I thought you'd be more like a Casey and the Sunshine Band type group. I'm like, what? where did you get that from? What? Don't get it. I mean, wow. Brandon, I think that says everything about the vibe that you project. That <laughs> he saw you, heard you were in a band, and was like, I know what this guy's into. This guy's straight up disco. This guy's discoing. Disco. He's discoing into 2020. 100. <laughs> percent uh, I could. I, I mean, he was when he hit play. He got. He got a very different sound. But then he compared uh, us to uh, the one and only. He said, "You guys sound a lot like metallic." And he left the A off. <laughs> and I said, "Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you." <laughs> We are going for metallic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That is amazing. That is amazing. So, uh if you're listening to the CD of this album, you you get that and then all of a sudden you're like, "Wait a minute. There's still time left on this track. There must be a secret track." And there is. Brandon, what's the secret track called? You're full of shit. And this title infuriates me because they can use shit in the title, but then they put die, MF, die. I just don't get it. You're full of S is what we're going to call it. (laughs) Oh, you're full of S.
like anything out about this guy. No way, man. Mad. Ezel is mad. He is so, and what what I like about it, he's so mad about this guy, and he's talking about so much about him that I started to believe that this guy might actually be full of actual shit. Because he's like, I don't like the way you walk. I'm like, is this guy like holding the turd in? Is he like waddling around? And, and he's like literally full of shit. But or at least shit ish. Shit ish. Shit ish. That's right. Um, it might not be shit, but it might be shit ish. Shit ish. Oh, very true. Um, but this one, this one has like a real like this feels personal like this mm. one feels really personal it's the, the opening lyric you know who the fuck you are it's like he ran into somebody and he's like oh i don't like you and i'm gonna write a song about it get ready secret track motherfucker and um and then at one at 133 he's so mad he says go fuck yourself just so mad and then he also he, says, you've got some serious <laughs> issues to work out. The best, the best. When I saw, I heard that, I was like, okay, this is, this is beyond like you're full of shit. Like this guy's like, you need fucking help. Your shit. I'm like, I'm like, wait, is this an intervention song? Too? I know a therapist. Here's his card. <laughs> you need professional help. You Mention can get me, it. You get a discount. Uh, I'm looking out for you. You're so full of shit. <laughs> last line though, Lauren. You know the last line of this song? Uh, isn't it "Kiss My Ass"? Kiss my ass. Yeah. Kiss my ass. <laughs> Not K my A. No, <laughs> no, okay. No, he says it, man. He says, "Kiss my ass." Infuriated. Uh, he's so mad. I mean, also, I mean, this is when you know that you're mad at somebody. There's something about your dipshit, stupid, dumb fuck style. <laughs> he just doesn't like anything. Oh, anything man. about anything. You. Let me tell you, if you went near Edsel when he was writing this song, and he's like, "Hey, you working on something?" He'd be like, "Get away! I'm so mad." <laughs> just swatting, just swatting hands away. Josh is like, hey, I'm just, you know, and he's, he probably said, Josh is like, if you smooth out a second of this song, I swear to God. And Josh is like, I probably will. And he's like, okay, <laughs> but I'm mad. I'm mad. Not don't, my sandpaper. Don't, don't smooth it too much. According to songmeetings.com, they know who it's about. This is what they're saying. Oh, okay. shit. Okay. This just in. This just in. Hot news. Hot news. This is from commenter Citizen Wang. Uh, who said, this is an easy one to figure out. And when I read that, I said, oh, I'm a fucking dumbass. Okay. It's about Trip and AC after they abandoned Edsel for Joey Jordanson and Wayne Static. There's a part in the song at the very end. Edsel says, this song goes out to a couple of liars that I used to know. Kiss my ass. Um, I don't know if the timeline adds up for that necessarily because AC's on this album fully. He's got additional engineering parts. I don't know. So I don't know if it adds up, but maybe it is about trip. I don't know. Clearly, here's the thing, though. I believe it's real. He's not writing from a character. Edsel's pissed at somebody, and he doesn't like their dumb shit, dumb fuck style, which is an incredibly <laughs> specific diss. And I appreciate Honestly, might be the most specific lyric on this album from a guy who just says things like, what about you? What about me? What about everything? And then he's like, oh, I got some specifics for you. I got your micro. Here it is. Your dumb fuck style. There's got to be people that know Edsel who heard this song and went, oh, I know who he's fucking talking about. <laughs> <laughs> not fuck. on song meetings, though. No, not on song meetings, though. Not on song meetings. The only person we've got to go to is old Citizen Wang. Thank you for your service. And that's the album. That is Life by Dope. 
and is now the part of the show where we talk about canon talk. Talk about the canon. Brandon, you are a guest. Let's start with you. So this this album t- sounds of its time for sure. Um, it's more fun than I expected in a lot of it and a lot less Static X, a lot less Marilyn Manson than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, it definitely have its, has its moments and those are, in my opinion, some of its best moments when it does feel like Rob Zombie, it does feel like Static X, feels like Marilyn Manson. But um, I just can't imagine putting this in the can. <laughs> I don't think it's essential. I think there's a couple songs like Die, MF, Die, and Take Your Best Shot that are are fun, but there is not essential. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, I for this one, you know, I thought it was not a bad album. I had a lot of fun listening to it, but it definitely felt like it was, yeah, way more fun in a way that kind of got away from new metal in a bit and more industrial and more alt i i enjoyed the mad anger of your piece of shit or i'm sorry you're full of shit i want to change the titles here yeah i wouldn't i didn't i didn't think there was anything in here that like had to go in the canon i do want to present the option though of putting the music video for now or never into the new metal junk drawer I, I was initially watching it and I was like, is there anything here? But then when everybody broke the glass only to just get better seats, I was like, I don't know. That's the kind of dumb detail <laughs> in a music video that I love. You want to go back to that later. So, you yeah, know, put that yeah. in the junk drawer. We'll, uh, we'll dig it up, you know, next time you move. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Matt. Yeah, I mean, it. I've had a lot of fun talking about this album with you guys, but I don't think I would be going back to this anytime soon. Um I agree complete with completely with you, Brandon. I was expecting way more in that industrial Manson, Static X, you know, a little more of that electronic production. Was not expecting to go to Buttsburg ever in this album, taking a look That's at the tough. amount of dreads that, that we witnessed. Um, it, like I said, it's a fun listen. I had a really good time kind of joking around with you guys about it but i think um i'm good with nothing going in not a dope head all right not a dope head not a dope fiend uh all right there you go so uh no dope for the canon but but then no now or never video in the junk drawer i think that's a good place for it to be and uh that does bring us to the end of another episode of roach coach thank you so much for listening brandon thank you so much for coming on a true pleasure. Thank my you friend. for having me. This has been this has been awesome, guys. Uh, thank you, Thanks, man. Thank you, and definitely listen. Check out American Standards' new EP out now. Coming out now. It's out now. Dopamine out. dealer. There you go. Check it out. These boys are ripping it up. They don't sound like KC and the and the Sunshine Band. They town, which is a big surprise to me. Big surprise to big me. Surprise. Big surprise. You know, I came with all my sequins and everything to throw you <laughs> off, but you caught me. Uh, so thank you so much, Brandon, for coming on. Um, and uh, keep on saying hello to us online: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're Roach Coach on all those. Send us an email: RoachCoachPodcast at gmail And until next time, Matt. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. Brandon. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. Love you. All right. Love you. Love you, too. Bye. Bye.